0: what's up everybody this episode of the podcast is sponsored by mississippi pizza pub and within mississippi pizza pub is the atlantis lounge which is a great music venue here in portland oregon in the historic mississippi neighborhood of north portland Um, they offer all sorts of types of music at this venue it's incredibly inclusive in that way from rap and hip-hop to jazz, singer-songwriter, international music. I've seen belly dancing happen at this venue. All kinds of different music. And uh, one of the great things is many days, there are two shows that happen. There's an there's an afternoon matinee show, often on the weekends, and then a later show in the evening. And the, the cool thing about the early shows is that they are all ages shows. So great opportunity to bring the younger people out, maybe your kids or your younger siblings. It's uh, a cool place. And, and a lot of times those uh, early shows are free shows and uh, they're just big supporters of all styles of music in this community. It's a, it's a great room and, and for the artists looking to book shows, it's uh, it's one of the fairest rooms to, to the artists playing those shows as the 100% of the cover charge goes to the artist playing. And that's uh, that's not something that happens all over the place. So um, a great spot. If you're looking to book music there, the information is on the uh, Mississippi Pizza Pub website. You just get in, in contact with Dan, who's a great dude that does the booking there. And... Uh, is a is just a big supporter of of local music and and making sure that that all types of music are are offered there on a regular basis and supports a lot of different communities so shout out mississippi pizza pub um they also have a really cool speakeasy style type bar in the back of the venue which is rad i don't think everybody knows about that little uh that little getaway room in the back which is which is awesome And uh, not only do they have music there regularly, great music there regularly, they have some of my favorite pizza in town. So if you're not going there for music, go there just to get some pizza. They're open late. They uh, offer all kinds of uh, vegan and vegetarian styles of pizza and slices, so lots of options for... uh, Folks that have dietary restrictions or, or choose to live that that plant-based life. I'll tell you that my favorite pizza there is the Spicoli. That's that's a pizza that I get down with, and um, that's on their full pie list. So go to Mississippi Pizza. Go check out some music. Uh, go grab some, some awesome food and uh, go support a place that has been uh, supporting local music here in Portland for a long time and is uh continuing to do so by supporting this podcast so much love to mississippi pizza pub a place that i've put on a bunch of shows in the past and and have attended quite a few there as well so super stoked to have them on board and uh let's do the damn thing let's get into this uh episode of the cast
1: at the the
0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening... Thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this podcast, which is greatly appreciated, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes and clicking the a review. You say a few nice words. You don't have to say much. And you give the podcast five stars where it uh, asks for a rating. And that will help contribute to the sustainability of this thing and uh it will help it shoot up into the tops of the itunes charts which is uh where very many people go to find new podcasts and uh you know if we can get in the tops of the charts it just makes it more visible and uh helps strangers find it from uh not just in the united states but all over the world so if you can uh, take the extra few minutes and take the next step in supporting this thing, then uh, that would be amazing. I appreciate you just tuning in. If uh, if you're tuning into this podcast for the first time because you are a fan of Bronze Radio Return, welcome welcome to all of you. This is uh, a cool opportunity. I got to, to hang with these dudes for a bit, and I'm stoked to get into the, uh, the episode for the week, but... Uh, just want to also mention a few things before we get into it. Um, we got some uh, some killer shows coming up. big shows coming up, some shows that I want to see some people at and uh, I'm really stoked to be a part of this this event. Uh, be a sponsor of this upcoming another PDX music video fest and that's going on on April. 13th at the Clinton Street Theater. And uh, that's going to be, we're featuring 26 music videos were selected for this. So 26 of them are going to be played. That's the first portion of the night. It starts at 5 PM playing them on the big screen. And then we have a very cool billing of bands with, uh, Camp Crush, uh, Sam Densmore and uh skulldiver so all bands that have been on the podcast before uh this is an all ages event so clinton street theater april 13th that's a big one go for me i'm not gonna even be there i'm 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 heading out of the country here in just a few days i'm heading to spain for two weeks i've never been out of the country before it's gonna be wild gonna be wild but next next big date on the calendar i want to talk about 420 fest 420 fest this is the this is a big show this is one of the biggest shows that i've thrown and uh something that i um i curated and i'm really excited about the lineup these are just four pretty amazing bands four killer bands um are on this bill tribe mars is headlining this show high pulp is coming down from seattle killer funk fusion band and um we got weed weed the the psychedelic rock of weed will be there and um, and then we got super Seeker band it's their album release show you're going to hear more from Super Seeker Band next week on next week's episode, but it's uh, it's their album release show, and um, they've only played a couple shows. They're a newer band, and, um, but I've, I've gotten to spend some time with them, and, and they rip, and they're opening the show, and they're, they're like a very cool um, fusion band as well. So I'm really excited for all of these bands. We have... Uh, this show has been moved since its since its last announced location and uh it's been moved to the Polaris hall which is quite the upgrade this show is has definitely received an upgrade and it's going to be it's going to be killer and it's uh the tickets are on sale now for it you can uh, I'll put the ticket link in the uh episode notes along with the notes for uh bronze radio return and everything else involved with this this episode, but I want to give a big thank you to Matt King from Mississippi Studios who picked this show up and, and gave it the, uh, the opportunity to be at, at Polaris Hall because I was in a real pinch. Shit was real wild for a day, and uh, I got some information about uh, the use of the Satter Riot venue where the show was originally supposed to be, And I was, I was, uh, misinformed about our capacity and, and the fire marshal let me know that the capacity was, was, was much lower. And I want this to be a, a big gathering. This, this bill is, is unreal. And I, I really believe that we can sell this, uh, this Polaris hall out. So I would encourage you to get your tickets early, but, um, yeah, I was, I was in a real fucked position yesterday um, when I found out this information very very close to the to the lead update of this uh, this 420 fest actually happening and and I was doing my best to to not freak out and I kind of reached out to some folks and and Chris young from vortex music magazine was one of those people I reached out to just was like hey man, I need to find a venue like now I need a new, place to do this and we're a month out and uh he re- recommended Polaris Hall which happened to have an empty calendar date and uh, Matt King was very very cool about picking this thing up very quickly for me and um so I just want to say thank you to to him and Chris for you know just recommending the spot and kind of giving me some some ideas well, while, while everything was kind of spinning out of control, I I was uh, definitely losing my shit a, a little bit. But I was I also knew that that uh, having a panic attack about it wasn't going to create any solution for it. So, um, yeah, I just kind of pushed ahead and made the, the necessary moves. And uh, but, yeah, Matt, Matt came up huge for giving us this venue and and just giving this show an opportunity to to be had. So it's very cool to to see what the community will give back after you've given some things to it. And um I think that's one of the reasons I was able to not really um go into full panic mode yesterday when I got this email from the fire marshal is that, um, I don't know. I was just kind of confident that I, I've, uh, hopefully created a, a large enough network here that, that someone was going to come through with a, a good idea and, and help me create a solution. And, and, uh, that just all, it all just kind of worked out, man. And, and I don't know. I think it's also, very cool that that someone kind of believed in what i had already created and said yo that seems like a cool fucking event and i'm gonna i'm gonna get behind it and i'm gonna give it a chance and uh that's that's super affirming as well and and this is uh i don't know it's been one of these moments where i'm i'm very appreciative for uh the music community around me and uh also just stoked on on my my efforts to kind of get it into a place where somebody was willing to help out like that. And I hope this is uh, just just the beginning of uh, a cool relationship with Matt over there at, at Mississippi Studios because that's also a place where I would love to throw some shows and doing some filmings and uh, speaking of filmings, the Autonomics videos are all available now on the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel. You can get into that now. Those are around. We premiered Junk Food Vampire, which is one of the new Autonomics jams through Vortex last week um, through their website, and um, so that is up there as well. But all the all the all the videos are up on on the YouTube channel. Three new videos. Uh, and, uh, they're killer, man. I'm so stoked about these, these new videos and I can't re- wait to reveal the, the strange hotels and the gold Casio ones. Those are, those are also coming at you. So, um, yeah, definitely check out the, the YouTube channel, which features a bunch of in-studio performances and, and live show stuff as well. And, uh, includes a, a short documentary that I put out on tribe Mars last year. It's called move through you. And uh kind of just a like a fifteen minute introductory piece, little biopic on the on the band, or at least a a snapshot of the band at that time, but I think it it very much represents still what they are about as a band and the community that they try to create. But yeah, man, they're headlining that 420 fest. That shit is gonna be crazy. Polaris Hall. We got Polaris Hall now. And uh, I encourage you to get your tickets early. They're $12 in advance, 14 at the door. All these bands are going to blow your mind. The musicianship amongst these bands is insane, and I really don't want you to miss it. It's going to be quite the party. So if you're not doing anything on 420, make your plans to to hang out at 420 Fest over there in North Portland at Polaris Hall. Ticket link will be in the episode notes as well. Uh, as stated before, so yeah, I don't know. I can't believe this thing is has all kind of come together like this. And although yesterday was incredibly stressful, trying to scramble to make this happen and 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 figure things out. Honestly, it's it's for the benefit of this show. It's going to be in um, I think a venue that is going to give everybody the audience the opportunity to appreciate these bands with a a really amazing sound system and in a really amazing space. So can't wait to see you all out there. I can't believe I'm, I'm going to Spain, man. I'm going to Spain next week. This is crazy. I've never been out of the country. It's going to be wild. I'm so excited. Um, this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Not necessarily Spain that, that has, um, that curiosity has kind of come over the last um 6 months maybe and uh it's it's just a it's supposed to be rad. They're supposed to have amazing music, which I'm stoked to just go see a bunch of different music. I'm going to talk to a couple bands while I'm out there. Really stoked for that as well, but um the food the food is going to be unreal. I can't wait to eat churros every day for breakfast. That's what the that's what they're that's what those people are doing over there. Just to let you know, in Spain, um, people are just eating churros for breakfast, and they're dipping it in hot chocolate. So I don't know. I mean, I know we have donuts and we have things like churros. I'm just saying that that I don't know. It's I, I think that's that's nice to know that people are just over there eating churros every day. Um, I'm pumped though. It's gonna be wild. I'm going to Madrid. That's where uh, I'm flying into. Flying into Madrid, hanging out there for a few days. Then uh, heading out to the island of Ibiza. Ibiza is going to be great, man. I'm I'm looking to just lounge it up in Ibiza and sit on the beach. And uh, from there, going to Barcelona for like five or six days. And everybody I talk to that's been to Barcelona says it's one of their favorite cities they've ever traveled to. So I'm... Uh, really looking forward to it. I'm really stoked to just kind of unplug from shit for a couple weeks and um send that that email, you know. You know that email you get when you're trying to like book a show and you get that email that says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not in the office. I'll, I'm on vacation. I'll be gone for a couple weeks." I I'm really stoked to just put that thing up and uh just kick it for a bit. My buddy Frank is going with me. So that's rad, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely be be sending some. I don't know if I'll be sending updates, um, but I'm definitely gonna. I'm bringing my recording gear, so I plan on kind of recording some stuff one way or another, and and uh, I think I'll definitely be. Uh, putting some stuff together to to share on the cast, hopefully. If, and and like I said, I'm going to talk to a couple bands out there, so hopefully we'll have uh, a couple, if not one or two Spain episodes from uh, musicians out there, which I think will be such a cool experience to kind of get their take on things and, and see what their, their music scene is like and whatnot. But anyway, I'm just trying to Trying to get everything in order before I take off for a few weeks, and um, there will be episodes while I'm gone. I've got things scheduled out, so we're good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave you hanging for a couple weeks while I'm just uh, exploring Spain. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep bringing you the goods, keep bringing you the episodes, and and keep the streak alive. We got to keep this, this, this like Cal Ripken. I'm trying to do this like Cal Ripken of podcasting thing like how many episodes can you go without missing a game you know cal ripkin fans out there anybody the great number eight that played for the baltimore orioles his whole career his whole career he played over there in baltimore he didn't do any silly shit at the end where he uh took a uh, some bogus contract in another city just so he could uh hype it up one more year he just played there in baltimore played through the tough years but uh his streak like most games ever like consecutive games played and uh just a unreal iron man but um i've got a streak of my own going with this podcast and and if we can get to the first week of july and not miss any episodes until then then uh we're gonna rock three straight years of not missing one and having a new episode every time. So I'm I'm trying to keep that train going, everybody. Don't forget to click subscribe, you know, if you wanna help contribute to the sustainability of this thing. And uh don't don't forget about these big shows. April thirteenth is the music video fest at the Clinton Street Theater. And then the big the big 420 banger, 420 fest at Polaris Hall is going down on 420 Saturday April 20th $12 advance 14 at the door all right Now we're going to move things along into this episode we got episode 155 This is crazy they're just they're just they just keep on going you know what I'm saying one number comes after the next and there's they're really humming We got Bronze Radio return on the on the show i w- i was uh i wasn't familiar with this band and uh, i was i was asked if i wanted to to hang out with them while they were here in portland before their their show at the doug fur that they played last week and i started diving into the music and i really dug what i was hearing so i was i was really stoked to have the opportunity shout out to to claire ellington from uh workshop management for for contacting me and uh, giving me the opportunity to sit down with these guys. Um, They've got a bunch of records. They've been playing and putting out music for over 10 years now. And the last three records they've put out have have really been great. I mean, these are just great songwriting, huge hooks. And um, some of it, I think, has... The choruses are just massive, and I think I think some of it has like these uh, lumineers qualities to it, and um, just there. Yeah, we're gonna play a song at the end called "The Storm," which is this thing just explodes. It's crazy. It's it's uh, it's great. But their last three records, uh, "Up On and Over," "Light Me Up," and and their most recent, "Entertain You," which came out earlier this year are um they're they're really they're really great records and there there's a lot of good songs in here and uh it was it was a, a pleasure to to get to sit down and hang with them we only had 20 minutes so um I think the pacing to the questions is probably a little bit a little bit faster than uh, the normal speed of what happens here I just um uh, I didn't feel like I've I had a whole lot of time to kind of dive in to, to every answer, but I, I felt like there was, uh, a lot of cool content captured in this conversation and, and, uh, they were all super nice dudes and, and super appreciative of, of the, the chat. So stoked to, to, to share this one up with you. If you like these dudes, they are, um, they're on tour. Through the middle of April, their tour ends April thirteenth in Dallas, Texas. So if you're listening from outside of the Pacific Northwest, they are um, they're in your town tonight, San Diego. They're at the Courtyard, the Courtyard, and uh, then they hit to Arizona, and they're doing several dates in Texas and Oklahoma, Missouri, Tennessee. So uh, definitely give these guys a follow on on the old Instagram and I'll, I'll put those links in the episode notes. You ready to do this, everybody? Ready to get into this episode? Episode 155, Bronze Radio Return, is on the podcast. We're kicking it off with a track off their Light Me Up album, and uh, this is called Before I Get There. Let's get into it.
2: How long now have I been here? How long will I stay? Got a little more work to do. to pay, picking up the pieces, for I'm on my way, for I'm on
1: my way, for I'm on my way.
2: And I remind
0: To, uh, to jump into this thing. Yes, sir. Bronze Radio Return. Welcome to the uh, the program. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, we're, we're recording this at one of my favorite venues in, in Portland, Oregon, the Doug Fur Lounge. We love it here. Um, have you guys played here
3: before at the Doug Fir? Mm-hmm. Twice? Yeah, at least two or three times. Yeah,
0: yeah we love this venue.
4: It's yeah. cool. It's kind of like a future space lodge. Downstairs, <laughs> it's like this underground, like...
3: James Bond uh, lair. Like, <laughs> With like Lincoln Logs, yeah. it's like <laughs> the hotel would probably be awesome to stay at too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. someday.
0: someday. Um, I know you guys have been playing music for ten plus years now, mm-hmm. and um, y'all come from Connecticut. Is this correct? Yep, the Nutmeg State. How did uh,
4: how did you guys start playing music together? You know, we all went to school together, um, or most of us went to school together, and we started playing, and we wanted to figure out a way to have to avoid getting a regular 9-to-5 job, so we had this crazy notion of putting together a rock and roll band, and uh, we've been at that ever since, and uh, (laughs) it's taken us to a lot of uh, pretty fun places. I feel like we're on a constant uh, adventure, a roller coaster, um,
0: kind of an expedition, and it's been great. Is it, is it kind of wild to you guys that, that 10 years or so has passed since you started doing this together?
5: I think yeah, too, because like a lot of stuff has happened in our lives and out there, too. So like looking at Milestones, it's kind of crazy to see like 10 years. It really like, it has flown by. You could know, see it's like you blink and it was 10 years. Because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the records feel like we made them a year or two ago, and it's really like, holy shit, that's like seven years ago we did that.
0: Yeah, and you guys have put out a lot of a lot of content in that.
4: Yeah, that's fan. it's kind of been like a, this transition over to like we're not like the new band on the block. Like maybe we, we thought you know our mindset was for a while, and now we're like proudly transitioning into this group that has been doing this for a decade, and we've traveled all over the place, and um, we've you know constantly keep evolving and um, kind of honing in our process, and we're we're proud of, of the decade mark here.
0: Do you guys remember what sort of drew you all into wanting to play music together? Like what it about one
3: another's sensibilities worked? I think more than anything, it was just like a shared goal at first. You know, I think like what Chris said, we all wanted to be doing this for a living. And, you know, we we had seen bands around us when we were going through college and kind of took note of some of the steps on how to get there and how to make this something that can be sustainable. And I think, you know, we certainly all shared that. And then um, musically, it's it's one of those things where I think our different influences and background kind of came together to, to help kind of formulate the direction that we were gonna go musically. And then just from being in a band for so many years, we've kind of all get, gotten more on the same page, more more aligned with like, you know, what we, what we like, how we like to do the process. Um, we have a lot of shared influences now where maybe at first we didn't quite have as many of those, so.
0: Yeah, is there also just, I would imagine with that amount of time, you just have a real understanding of who who the people are as people in your band and not just like their musical capabilities?
6: Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, like, you know, over the the years, I mean, before even starting the band, we all kind of, we knew each other um, and played music together in, in some ways. And, you know, eventually, I mean, we just spent so much time together um it's like we know so much about each other and that's that's part of it you know it really is kind of a a family
4: and that's an important thing for touring too is that you know we've got to look out for each other we um spend a lot of time together and we got to make sure that everybody um is you know has some degree of comfort and that we can go out there and do our jobs and that's you know really what it comes down to is working as a team and that's what we've been doing for about 10 years
0: do you think also over time um just more and more boundaries come down between the people, so it 's just easier in the creative process to be honest with each other about what actually serves the song and whatnot totally I think a big part is
4: um, I think we work really well in the studio together, and I, a big part of that is just respecting one another's um, opinion and idea and seeing it through to a certain degree. Um, we kind of have a democracy and work with a producer and we have ways that kind of like, um, you know, certain ideas make it the long haul and some ideas kind of pitter off before. But um, definitely important that we have an environment where people can, I mean, we can, any one of us can try anything. And um, I think when you feel that, you feel like you can kind of like, you know, work together and maybe make something cool.
0: Yeah, do you think that the sustainability of the band, a big part of that has been, your band's ability to evolve and, and allow itself to and not get too comfortable in one genre or sound. Cause that, that's what it seems like you've done so well so far, like throughout the, the catalog of, of just seeing the the progression of each record and and that you're not really afraid to, you know, get into these, these more synthy tones, like where maybe a lot of it started in more like rootsy, folky vibes.
5: Yeah. One of my favorite thing, oh, sorry, one of my favorite things is Hearing the demos come in, like for the albums, because you never know. We've been doing, like we say we've been doing this long enough that the songs, you can hear it one way and then it can completely change. But it's so much fun to hear, like, a new, fresh idea and come in and be like, oh, I can't wait to sit down with that one. I can't wait to try that one out and grow with it. You
3: know? Yeah, I think we, we have to constantly evolve with, with the times as well and, and accept the fact that, like, most most people don't want to hear a band make the same record twice or three times, you know, they want to hear some, some growth in that. And as musicians too, we want to be constantly growing and not, you know, just always put into one corner as far as what we are or what's to be expected of us.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as you, you have so many songs now do, do tunes off like the self titled track or, old time speaker ever make it into the sets that you guys are playing now is there a few jams old
4: time speaker i don't know if we're running any tunes from that well you know before a tour starts we get together and rehearse a bunch and kind of like feel out what what's going to be the vibe of our overall vibe of the set that we're going to take out on the road um you know we switch our sets up some but we like to kind of put together a collection of tunes that we want to kind of travel around and present as this is what we're doing now and it's kind of you know nod the cap to stuff we had been doing so we do you know five or so songs from the new record that we're out here promoting and stoked about and then we kind of mix in you know some tunes from up on and over and shake 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 and
0: we've done a couple tunes from old time speaker too we we kind of spread it out a little bit yeah um, up on and over—that's that, uh, such a killer record. That's oh, thank I don't you. know. That's the first one that I kind of went through and got got super familiar with, and, and found found a lot of gems in there, man. Just okay. like the thick and thin, and middle of the road, that melting my icebox song, and Dope. as soon as I fall is also another killer jam. Thank but you. Uh, do you guys think that like light it up was maybe this pivotal record for this band?
4: I don't know what determines pivotal. I think every record has been a pivot in some degree. Um, I think if you listen through our records, like we, had, you know, we we're kind of talking about before, it's clearly, you know, evolved and is is has changed. But the idea that I think we're always kind of going back to is how do we make a a body of work that sounds um, diverse and hopefully expansive and, and hopefully interesting, um, and touches on different concepts and textures and maybe even genres even a little bit but how we make it all sound like one band still and uh i don't think there's quite an exact formula for that but that's something that we go into the studio thinking about is how can we represent this body of songs in a way that's um, maybe sometimes feels all over the place when we have tunes that are finger picking and then we have tunes that have like a you know a juno blasting and like but I think part of the challenge and the fun of it is how do we make all of those 12 songs sound like, uh,
0: the current representation of the band is, is part of the sound, um, evolving due to people in the band learning new instruments or, or messing with different things along those lines. Yeah.
4: I I think more of us have spent, like we have, more of us have like recording setups now too from over the years. Um, so a lot of us have like setups at home that, you know, we can track keys or drums or things like that. And um, so we get to experiment like almost on this production level with it too, which I studied in school and I've always been fascinated by um, using production as a writing tool, but on, on the same token, on the same hand, um, it also has to come down to being a song too. So I think production for us can help complement a message in a song, but it has to, the song
0: has to be ironed out first yeah um has it always been a mission from for this band to to make music that seems to make people want to move because i I feel like a lot of the stuff is maybe maybe it can be heavy lyrically but ultimately has like a bright and an uplifting feeling to a lot of the music is that did that just kind of happen
1: yeah
3: yeah i think uh, you know it's 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 a nice thing when you can see people visibly happy when they're listening to your music and when people are out there moving um, and feeling good hearing what we're playing that makes us feel good and makes us wanna bring it even more especially when we're on stage um, you know I guess you know we're not we're not a we're, we're a pretty happy group of guys too you know and I think that kinda reflects in our personal attitudes and um, yeah.
5: it's also nice to see the other side of it too like the people moving from a song and then also to hear from people how a song affected them in a different way like maybe not physical like internally and they're like, I've been going through a really tough time in my life and I listen to this song on repeat and it helped me get through. So that has the same effect for me as like looking out at the crowd and seeing like someone just cutting loose and letting their hair down, not caring what anyone thinks.
0: Yeah, does that also just uh, maybe shape the way or just kind of change how that song has impacted you or what you thought that song meant to you after someone else kind of reveals how it's uh, affected them? Absolutely, because
4: I think you know I, I I take charge of a lot of the lyrical stuff in the group, and I'll work on lyrics and maybe just kind of think about them from you know just sitting in a room writing them on, on a notepad or you know on a on a note in on a laptop, and then it kind of lives in that world that doesn't you know quite seem real, and then we work on it we record it and then it gets released and it goes out to this like ambiguous world of the internet and listeners and it goes out there and uh, we get some great response back but you never know like who listens to it or how it hits them so when this like kind of scratched out lyrical concept gets turned into a song with the band and then somebody at the show comes and says hey this meant something to me that's like still seems like uh, a form of magic to me in a way yeah,
0: are are you the type of person that would prefer not to necessarily share what a song is about, so that the listener has this very um, blank canvas when they listen to it, instead of just hearing maybe like what you've put in their brain after explaining a song? Totally. I think, um,
4: I think for me, when I listen to songs or when I look at you know visual art or things, I like to kind of take my own meaning. From it and if it you know hits you in a certain way, then that's you know, uh, hopefully that's how people listen to our music is they they find some connection with it and it means something to them. Somebody asked me, you know, inspiration for a song or lyrics, happy to share that, but um, I'd like it more kind of when what Packy mentioned is somebody listened to it during happy time or sad time and it meant something to them, then that's all the song means at that point,
0: right on. Well, that's the uh... Let's jump into uh, a jam off the, the newest record, Entertain okay. You. This is uh, a song we're going to jump into is Ready To Go, which is uh, one of my favorite jams in the, uh, the catalog of this band. Oh, dang, thanks. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about this song before we get into it? Any exciting studio recording stories <laughs> that went on?
1: For this, this one? Man.
0: You know, we recorded this
4: record in, at a friend's ranch in Texas, and we were there for about a month, and I feel like, we're in recording the records, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a kind of like all the whole experience just kind of melds into this one thing. You know, um, I certainly remember moments from you know certain parts of songs, but it's like kind of this overarching experience. Um, Ready to go was probably the second song that I started writing this um we kind of had a direction right from the get-go and it was one of those ones that kind of just stayed right where we started it um we have a lot of tunes that jump around change key change tempo change absolute full feel everything and i we
0: love that but this one
4: kind of like stuck right where it
0: started right on well this is uh this is ready to go from bronze radio return So you mentioned going off to Texas to make that that record, um, and I know that you guys have kind of moved around to a couple different spots to to make some records is it uh, is environment always been kind of a a big deal to the process of making records for this band absolutely
5: yeah, I think we try to make all of our records in a spot, like Chris said before that kind of comes across on the record too so. We did one in El Paso on the border of Juarez and the United States there and that was just a crazy experience. It was awesome. Uh, This last one at the ranch in Texas as well, a different ranch, but a ranch out there. I think inevitably the surroundings come through on the recordings. Um, Have songs on the radio kind of
0: always been a big influence for this band? You guys just seem to make these anthemic songs, these big rock and roll songs. Is that? always been the music that a lot of you have been paying attention to or made a big impact on you?
3: I guess we all grew up listening to the radio, you know, at a time when radio was still important and, you know, riding around in our parents' cars growing up, you're always always listening to the radio, so I guess, yeah, to a certain extent, you know, that has influenced us, especially early on before we discovered other ways to listen and find other other things that we could enjoy as well.
6: Yeah, I mean you're definitely aware of these things, you know. I mean, like I feel like I'll go through. I mean, we're all big music listeners, and this band listen to a ton of stuff. I might not be as in tune with what's happening, you know, on you know the radio world these days, like. But I'll definitely check in, and it's always good to like you know actually be aware of what people are listening to and and all that kind of stuff. So.
0: Yeah, just kind of being aware of the the trends and, and definitely what, sure, yeah, what's happening, um, and as far as I don't know. We're kind of in this culture of, of singles and and playlists sure. now. Is that um, have any influence on you guys when you're making songs and writing records? Like I know you re- kind of re- released these two EPs before "Entertain You" that contain chunks of this record. Like, is that all kind of part of that that world?
4: I think absolutely. Um, it's one of those things where we went and recorded this as. A collection of songs with the intention of an album in mind and we didn't go in and just you know record singles or break it up into EPs Um, but we kind of thought like you know when you make a record it's a great process and then it's so fun sharing it with folks and then now with so much music that comes out it's kind of like the attention kind of goes away quickly and you spend all this this time and effort and resource so it does there is something that makes sense about kind of stretching that out a little bit and how do we kind of make this release period feel a little bit more hopefully more impactful and just kind of keep people's attention longer. Um, so that seemed like a totally fine idea with us knowing that we went in with the idea of making an album that it ultimately culminated to an album.
0: Um, kind of started off the the conversation with asking you guys like what drew you in initially to playing with one another and uh close it out i was just kind of curious if those are the same things that that kind of keep you together now like is it is it like those characteristics or those songwriting
1: sensibilities
0: or is it the stuff you've learned about each other over the time
4: i think it's a mix of all of it i mean just i'll kick it off by saying that we are a group of you know family now that has grown together and we you know experienced a bunch of stuff together and we have stuff that other people in our lives couldn't relate to entirely. Um, so I think a big part of it, as it continues to grow and 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 move forward, is that this shared camaraderie and experience. Um, and then you know beyond that musically, where none of us are kind of stuck in one thing. So it's like a malleable group in the sense of we like trying new things. So I think uh, you want to feel artistically like. Um, we can kind of do whatever we we want even if you know things you know we, we don't want to sound like a different band every record but um knowing that this group um can kind of move and try new things and grow together is what
5: keeps us doing it for me yeah i think to chris's point too and the point that was brought up before is that keeping it fresh but keeping it relatable to what we're doing and we do have an environment where it's comfortable work and and we are a family we have two fans it's kind of wild we have like a road family and 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 you leave one and it's also a nice seamless transition so it's always nice to get back with the group back with my buds i mean
6: i mean the thing that's cool is i think everybody at least what drew me to all everyone individually in this band is that everybody kind of has a very adventurous spirit you know and you know that's kind of like what's kind of kept it going, I think there's always that sense of adventure and curiosity. And I think that fuels the music, the relationships that we have together um, and kind of getting out and on the road and traveling, you know, across the country and doing all that. And it's, it really kind of is inspiring for us to keep it, keep it going, you know.
3: Yeah. And even circling back to what we kind of said right from the get-go, um, you know, this, this is still this is still something that we all want to keep pursuing. And it's something where I think we couldn't see ourselves doing anything different at this point. And especially, especially still keeping us from having to get a nine to five job. And, you know, we're in, far too we're, we're in so <laughs> deep. I mean, we'd have to really brush up the resumes and who would hire, what, what would the resume say? I mean, uh, like, we, we could get in? really creative <laughs> with oh it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: well, I'd, I've really appreciated kind of diving into your tunes this last week and kind of getting acquainted with the band. And, you know, it it does seem like each record does evolve. But there's, I don't know, each record still sounds like a Bronze Radio return record. Yeah. You know? So you can, I don't know, there's I think that's an identifiable sound. And, and you guys just write these monster hooks that are very undeniable. So appreciate appreciate the fuck out of the music. And I certainly thank you guys for taking the time i know it's
5: tour schedules can yeah, be uh,
0: a run around so it's it's always cool when always i get great. the chance to sit down and talk with uh, some touring folks and we end every episode of the podcast with the guest of the, the show saying the uh the tagline which is it's a program so if we could get the bronze radio return it's, it's program. a program we can sail this thing out properly
3: three two one it's, it's a program,
0: program. That's Bronze Radio Return. They nailed it. Uh, we're going to play it out with a uh, track called The Storm, which is off Entertain You, their, their newest record. You should check out all of their records. They're, they're available on all the streaming platforms. So go back, go, go deep into the catalog and, and, and brush up and uh, go see them when they're in a town near you. And that's uh, That's the Jelly Jams, everybody. We will catch you on the flip side. Portland.
3: It's
1: a program. program.